My friend, you're here because you want English skills that help you connect with people on a deeper level. So join the free accent training community on school.com today and get some momentum going with your American accent development. Open the link in the description and request to join the free accent training community while spots are available, my friend. Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I teach you to harness the potential of your spoken English. I open your ears to sounds in spoken English which may not exist in your native language and may be unfamiliar to you. We then put those sounds into various useful common words, and you repeat after me as we say them in context. My name is Pat. I'm an accent coach from Canada, and I teach the American accent. I teach folks from all over the world how they can enhance their use of spoken English by communicating in the way that a typical American English speaker would. As you can see, this is episode number 116, which is to say, there's a lot to learn. If this is the first episode that you've ever heard, well, welcome on in. I'm happy to have you. You are certainly doing your spoken English a favor by listening today. And if you like what you hear, don't be shy. Check out the other episodes. I've got many more for you to hear. A whole 116 up till this point, and there will be many more to come. Well, what brings us here today is the fact that the letter S doesn't always sound like an S. Sometimes it sounds like a Z or a Z. You can also call it Z. They mean the same thing. However, Z is the American word for it. Z is the British English word for it. In Canada, we say Z. In the States, they say Z. For the sake of this podcast, I'm going to just say Z just to help you build that habit for yourself. So the letter S will sometimes sound like a Z. How is this possible? Well, you see, the letter S and the letter Z use the exact same position. The difference is that S only blows out air. It's what we would call a voiceless sound, whereas Z is voiced. We're holding our tongue in a position to make a S but your throat should be vibrating a little, making the voice come out. Kind of like a bumblebee, right? Or an annoying mosquito flying around your bedroom at night. It's a terrible sound, but it's very useful in spoken English. Now, I have made one episode in the past where I spoke about the letter S being added to the endings of words and how that'll sometimes be voiced to help connect our speech. Today, however, I'm just going to talk about five words, just a quick five words where the letter S sounds like a Z in the middle of the word instead of the word ending in the middle of the word. Now, I say just five words because I don't want to overwhelm you with information It's not going to do either of us any good if we try to jam too much in at once. But five words, eh, I think that's something that we can digest and, and you folks can repeat back to me and help build this habit by taking baby steps. That's how this accent learning business is done. It's all just baby steps. And let's break that idiom down real quick. Baby steps. 
Taking baby steps. Some people take this to have a negative meaning. They believe that taking baby steps is an embarrassing concept. That it means that you're a baby again. However, think about how babies learn to take steps. How do babies learn to walk? Well, babies spend the first few months of their lives just looking around at things, right? And you know what they see? They see that they are the only one that's laying down all the time and sitting all the time. Everybody else is walking. Everybody else is using their legs. So what do babies do? They grow until their legs are strong enough for them to walk. And then they stand on those two legs and they they learn to balance themselves a little bit. It's not easy when you're a baby to balance yourself. And then they start to waddle around a little. Really big, awkward, clunky steps. And they fall flat down on their bum all the time. But they get right back up. Because they see, hey, nobody else has fallen down on their bum. And I want to do what they're doing. And so the baby keeps trying. And the baby's legs keep getting stronger and longer. Until after about a year or two, we don't call them a baby anymore. We call them a toddler. Because they've taken enough baby steps to be beyond flopping all over the place. But now they're toddling. Now, as adults, we have a hard time having the humility to go back to being babies again and taking baby steps. I am totally guilty of this myself. However, baby steps are what it's going to take if you want to see some serious changes in your spoken English. So if you're looking forward to taking baby steps along with me here until your spoken English is clear enough that you're toddling along, make sure that you hit subscribe to this podcast. Make sure that you don't miss an episode and make sure that you listen to this episode and each and every episode all the way through and let your English speaking muscles build and develop to make the sounds that you command them to. Well, let's jump into this lesson right now. I'll start you out with something easy. Easy. This easy word is simply the word easy. E-A-S-Y. If you listen very closely, you'll notice I'm not pronouncing the S like a S. I'm not saying easy. Easy. But I'm stretching it out. I'm giving the S a little bit more voice. Z. Easy. Easy. Repeat that back to me. Easy. That was easy. That was easy. S changing to a Z. It's easy to see how you might miss that. Easy to see. Hey, there's a good idiom right there. It's easy to see. This is how we simply say it's easy to understand. It's easy to understand how you might miss that. It's easy to see how that can be a tricky one, right? Easy. Now, many of you have likely said the word easy a thousand times using only an S. And you had no idea that just by adding a little bit of voice in any of those thousand times, you could have made your word a little bit clearer. Well, there's another word that I've just repeated, which you can do the same with, and it's the word thousand. Thousand. A wonderful example. Notice, once more, how I'm not pronouncing the S as an S. I'm pronouncing it as a Z. A Z. Z. 
voiced sound. It flows out like an S, but there isn't only air coming out. Voiceless, only air. Has voice. Thousand. Thousand. When you're learning a new sound, you've got to practice it at least a thousand times. A thousand times. Which is why we're building this habit today. We've got to get you moving forward on that journey so that you see some easy results. Easy results. Whoa, there's another one, isn't not? Results. Results. R-E-S-U-L-T-S. Easy results. Another word where the S is sounding like a Z. Results. If you repeat after me a thousand times, you'll see results easily. Easily. Results. Here's a quick little phrase for you. As a result, we had to change directions. As a result, we had to change directions. Maybe you enter the wrong address into your Google Maps. You drive for a few hours, and then as a result, we had to change directions. Our ending outcome as a result. So we're already three words deep in this. Three words that we've covered where S sounds like a Z. Easy, thousand, result. Now my listeners are highly intelligent people, and you are people who want answers. You're people who want to know things, and you're people who want to know why these things happen. You folks don't just accept Do this because I told you as an answer. My listeners are critical thinkers, which is why I'm about to disappoint each and every one of you. Because there is no rule for when S sounds like a Z in the middle of a word. There's no one exact rule for it. These are just words that need to be memorized. That really is the case. Words that need to be memorized. I wish I could tell you, we do this when S comes between this letter and this letter. Or, we do this when S is starting an unstressed syllable or a stressed syllable. Mm Mm-mm, nothing like that. If we consider the words that we've seen so far, easy, thousand, result. These words have nothing in common except the fact that they have an S. Okay, the S is between vowels. But not all S's between vowel sounds come out sounding like a Z. And the syllable stress doesn't help you here because easy, thousand. Okay, they're strong in the beginning, weak on the ending, thousand. But then, result. This word has S beginning the strong part of the word, not the weak part of the word. Result. So this just means you've got to dedicate a little bit of time to practicing this. You've got to take the time to look into these more for yourself. I can't just give you one quick tip that's going to fit all of your spoken English. Because if I did that for this concept, I would be lying. And I will avoid lying to you as much as possible. Moving forward, I have two more words in this list to bring to your attention. The first of which is... The word Wednesday. Wednesday. Many of you are listening to this episode on a Wednesday. And you know what? As a bonus word, I'm going to throw in Thursday. 
So now this list is six words long. Thursday, Wednesday, and Thursday. S in both of these words sounds like a Z. Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday is particularly difficult because the spelling, W-E-D-N-E-S-D-A-Y, is not at all reflected in the pronunciation. Now, let me explain to you real quick what has happened here. Why Wednesday is spelled with a D, which is not pronounced. The names of the days of the week in English come from ancient gods. Gods and goddesses, which were once worshipped quite widely across Western Europe. Now, one of the chief gods, his name was Woden. And his day of the week, perhaps to be worshipped, was what today we call Wednesday. Wednesday was once called Woden's Day. Woden's Day. Wednesday. Wednesday. So, Wednesday, followed by Thursday, our bonus word of today. Both are spelled with an S, and that S is pronounced as a Z, a Z kind of sound. Now, both Wednesday and Thursday have another thing in common, and that is that they are both business days. Business days. What does this mean, a business day? Well, business days are Monday to Friday. The five days of the week, which in American culture, most businesses are open from the morning until the evening. Saturdays, you can't always be sure of what hours a business will be open. Sundays, they may not even open at all. But Monday to Friday, most businesses are in operation, which is why we call these business days. Now, much like Wednesday, business is not spelled the way that it's pronounced. The S changes to a Z, and the I that's in the middle disappears altogether. I'm not saying business, business, but business. Many of you are listening to improve your business skills. Business. Mind your own business, buddy. What does that mean, mind your own business? I think I said this on a recent episode. Well, mind your own business is... It's a kind of a little bit of an aggressive way of telling somebody, don't get involved in my affairs. Mind your own business. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Well, that brings us to concluding our list today. Five words plus one bonus word that I could not resist adding in. Resist, another word. Oh, goodness, now we're at seven. Now, let me repeat those for you just to let that stick one more time. And as I repeat them, I would like for you to mimic what I do. I would like you to shadow my pronunciation. As I said, shadowing, this is a part of the baby steps that will help your ears catch this sound easier and your muscles reproduce this sound a little bit easier. So shadow each of these words, starting with easy, easy, thousand, Thousand result result Wednesday Wednesday and a bonus word Thursday Thursday.
And finally, business. Business. Now, I want you to take what we've learned today and use it in your workplace to get a promotion. Now that you're aware of the sounds in these words, if you work with non-native English speakers and you start to apply these sounds while you're speaking, you will now be the person that has something about their English that people just can't put their finger on, just can't quite figure it out. What is it about this person's speech skills that's a little bit better than mine? That's going to be you now. That is you now if you practice these words. From now on, and the rest of your life, you are the person that knows to say business instead of business. And when you are in a meeting at work, and you can tell your boss, business is booming, a great little idiom to say our business has seen some successful results, business is booming, your boss will be impressed. So impressed that they'll invite you out for dinner. I'm absolutely sure of it. They'll know that business is booming because of you, because they can see that you're a hard worker because your English is even better than theirs is. And they will be certain that they don't want to lose you as a loyal employee because you are an asset to this team. And so they'll invite you out for a nice steak dinner. If you like steak, maybe they'll take you for Italian food or something if you don't like steak. Personally, I'd like a nice steak dinner. And the motive for them having invited you on this steak dinner is simply because the corporate office has decided that they're recording a commercial for the company and they need actors in this commercial. And they're looking to pay actors $5,000 each. So your boss tells you this and, and you tell them, Look, Chief, $5,000 is a nice sum of money, but we both know that my skills in English are worth $10,000. And let me tell you, my friend, saying that S as a Z is going to mesmerize your boss with your English. They'll agree to whatever you ask. Corner office, paid vacation, or being paid $10,000 to star in a company commercial. It's all within your reach. All you've got to do is repeat the words that we practiced here today. Now, we're going to wrap this one up for today in just a moment. But before we do, I've just got to tell everybody listening, English spelling often does not reflect English pronunciation. Now, I've mentioned during today's lesson that there are no rules to be sure when S is going to be voiced, like a Z, in the middle of a word. There aren't any exact rules for this. This is just how the accent has developed. But if you are serious about learning to speak with an American accent, then there are most certainly rules that you should be familiarizing yourself with, which will make this happen. If rules are what you desire, I have rules for you, my friend. All that you've got to do is open up the description of this podcast episode, click the little button that says show more, and in that description you will find a link, which you can click. It's safe to click. I would not mislead you. Not only is it safe to click, but it's beneficial for all of your spoken English, because this link will bring you to a video course where you can learn some rules about pronouncing sounds that we don't spell 
That's right, sounds of English words and English letters which are not reflected in the spelling. You see, this is a video course which will give you a well-rounded look at the letter T, a treacherous letter in spoken English, one which has driven even the brightest minds to bashing their heads off the wall trying to understand what Americans are saying. Well, my friend, I'm happy to explain these sounds to you and help you adjust your own spoken English to using them. All you've got to do is click that link in the description, check it out for yourself, see how it applies, and allow me to teach you to take control of your spoken English. No matter how long you've been practicing English for, it's never too late to form good habits. Click that link in the description and find out how I can help you, my friend. Well, this brings us to the end of our episode. I've had a lovely time sitting out on the terrace. The birds are chirping, the sun is up, and so am I. I understand that in other parts of the world, it is extra hot these days. I, I read on the BBC today that Delhi is reaching 50 degrees Celsius. My God. I know I have a number of listeners out in Delhi, and stay hydrated, folks. Stay hydrated and drink your electrolytes. Drink water with electrolytes. Cucumber water has electrolytes in it. And I tell you how to make cucumber water back in episode number 115. If you need to learn how to make cucumber water, check that episode out. I care about you, folks. I care about you. I want you to take good care of your bodies. I'm not going to explain how to make cucumber water right now, but give episode number 115 a listen. You won't regret it. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, my friends. It has truly been an honor to teach you today, and I look forward to having the pleasure of doing so for countless episodes to come. Have a good one, folks. I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got limited space available this month, my friend. So apply right now through the link in the description if it's important for you to learn to speak English in the way that Americans listen for.